Welcome back to the My Everyday Chaos podcast, a podcast for women looking for God's voice and biblical focus in the face of daily distraction. I'm your host, Alexandra Goman, and today we have Christina Campbell with us. Hello. And she is, we are talking, she's all the way in Denver, Colorado, and she is a minister out there and a mama to be. She is due. We're basically, you know, any minute now, but within three weeks, we're hoping. Yep, and <laughs> um, but welcome, Christine. I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. So Christine and I have been friends for, oh, I, I don't even know how long. We've known each other for many moons, but um, yeah. I would say the last five to 10 years, we've gotten especially close and Christina is a dear friend and a hero in the faith to me. She has helped me through a thousand things. And I just feel so excited for you all to get to know her a little bit today. And so she is going to share with us about the grace to grow. So Christina, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you share your heart with us. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I'm super excited to be on today. And I love listening to these podcasts. So I was like so excited when uh, you asked me to join. But I was actually having a conversation with my friend Janet recently about a lot of the things that I've been learning and about my walk with God. And she summarized all these things into this piece of you're learning a lot about God's grace to grow. And I was like, that's exactly it. And it actually reminds me of one of my favorite scriptures in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. And it's cool because this has been one of my favorites for a long time, but I love that even our favorite scriptures can mean different things at different right. times in our And so this scripture has helped me a ton through the last few years. I've had some serious chronic health challenges and they basically added up to making every day really difficult to just function. And so I didn't feel like I could be a sufficient disciple or wife or minister with all these physical challenges. I felt like I was constantly weak and I was always letting people down, which I hate that feeling, uh, but I learned yeah, from the scripture that God's grace is sufficient for those times and that his power is still made perfect in weakness. And I learned that his grace could really make a difference when I didn't feel strong physically. Like when all I could give was 30%, that God made up all the other difference, which is actually way better. You know, his 70, my 30 yes. for people. <laughs> um, but that helped me feel like he could still work through me when I was weak, which was so helpful. But lately I've been learning about a different kind of weakness. So not so much physical, but just weaknesses that come out in my own leadership. And my husband, Brian, and I have been spending a lot of time seeking input, having some tough conversations and really trying to grow in our weak areas in our leadership. And this has looked really interesting, especially being pregnant during this time, like having <laughs> resolving conversations with people that I've hurt from when I've made mistakes or learning that sometimes there was better ways for me to lead or to handle things or learning that even when my intentions were good, I can still fall short and that impacts the people that I lead. And it's interesting because by nature, I'm a perfectionist and a people pleaser, which is like a day to day <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, man, I, 
it's not about like the perfectionist of like, I got to be the best all the time, but I feel the perfection of like not making mistakes and not hurting people or like, you know, letting people down because of that. And so it's interesting because with this scripture, I got used to relying on God's power when I felt weak physically, but it's totally applying in a new way when I feel weak in my character or in my leadership. Mm. Like when I make mistakes or when I hurt people or when I make the wrong choice or the wrong call. So it's been so moving that even then his grace is still sufficient for me Mm. and his power still made perfect in weakness. And it's kind of, you know, an interesting thing, but I can't say I'm at the point of like delighting in all these challenging lessons. I'm like, Ooh, that's a really convicting thought, but I am at the point of realizing that when I'm weak, God can still make me strong. Yeah. And I feel like that's been really helpful. I've learned a lot that relying on his grace then helps me to grow in a way that actually glorifies him mm-hmm. because his grace helps me to be humble in my growth. Cause mm-hmm. That's really hard for me. I think when I've, especially if I've had good intentions or I wasn't trying to make a mistake, when something is pointed out that I did wrong, I can either get defensive or defeated. Like I get defensive, like I was doing my best, had good intentions. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Or I can go into this like defeated spiral mode of like, I'm the scum of the earth and I'm not worthy of forgiveness. and I don't deserve a second chance or any grace. And neither one of those helps me to grow in a way that glorifies God. So relying on his grace allows me to actually be humble. And in this time, it's really allowed me to like listen deeply in tough conversations when people are sharing these hurts. It's allowed me to apologize with like real sincerity, wanting forgiveness and not wanting to like defend myself. And it allows me to just be able to go through that process of growth to like, know I won't be perfect, that I can learn from my mistakes, that I can constantly fight to be better. And I think that's helped me with all those things that I questioned before, even physically, like it's helped me to be a better disciple, a better wife, a better minister. And really what's coming up. I think it's going to help me to be a better mama too, because yes. I so many mistakes. <laughs> and I feel like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when I make the wrong choice or I hurt my kids feelings, or I need to apologize for something, or I'm in the midst of trying to help my kid and I hurt my husband. And I feel like this is a really big lesson that I've been studying out as I've been pregnant, just getting ready to like be okay with not being perfect and like resting in God's grace to grow. And so I think it's really special that his power doesn't rely on our strength um, or our perfection, but instead it can be made perfect even through our weakness. So this has brought me a ton of like strength and comfort lately. So I hope that it can help all of our listeners too. Yay. Uh. Christina, that is so helpful. I really appreciate what you just shared because I think that that is just so real. I think even (laughs) what you were describing about the difference between when we feel exposed physically versus our character, I think that, you know, for anybody listening, I think that probably one or two of both of those are happening right now, right? Like <laughs> right. Either our circumstances are exposing us or maybe our character is being exposed. I don't, I can think of very few times in my life where I just have not needed to grow in anything. <laughs> like, right. just, I'm still waiting for that, that special day. Um, when, <laughs> exactly. But um, for you, you know, what has brought you to the point where you have gotten, like, how do you think you've gotten more comfortable with seeing weakness? You know, as someone that is a perfectionist, which I totally relate to, I have totally, you know, felt that way of 
you know, wanting to just present this perfect image or just behave yeah. exactly this right Christian oh. way. But what has gotten you, what do you think has helped you the most to be comfortable with the fact that you have weaknesses and have things to grow in? Yeah. You know, I think this has been a time that I've like really wrestled with God to get to that point because I already don't like feeling like exposed in my weakness, Mm -hmm. but there's like a physical thing that happens at the same time. I'm like, my heart starts racing. I get really sweaty. And, and of course being pregnant, I'm like, this is not good for the baby. Like you're not supposed to stress (laughs) out. (laughs) You're pregnant. Like, so I've really had to like wrestle with God. Like I want to handle this in a, in a righteous way, mentally and emotionally, but then also in a way that like physically I'm going to be okay. That was like one of my big fears when I was like, I want to dive into, you know, just this growth process. And so I think I've had to really figure out like how to trust in his grace in that. Like, I think about how God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so I'm like, okay, just be humble. I'm going to get grace. And grace is the thing that makes it the difference. I can't earn that. And I can't fix everything or be perfect enough to have grace, but Mm -hmm. that's what can cover me. And that there's the idea of we're all going to have imperfections and Mm -hmm. that that's something God can really work through. And so I've had to like, yeah, pray a lot. I think I've had like mantras of like, okay, that I'm going to be imperfect. This is going to be all right. How am I going to handle this moment? And, And so there's been a ton of times that I've just sat wrestling with God, like, please help me not just to grow, but like to handle knowing that I'm weak well so that I can grow. No, I love that. I think that that's so true. Cause I think even, I think, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about mindfulness lately and yeah. um, I know that you're also kind of, you're into that so, stuff. I am. Um, I'm literally reading a book, mindful birthing. So <laughs> exactly. we'll see how that Exactly. <laughs> but no, I think even I think with my guilt or defensiveness or fear, I can, you can feel it physically in your body. You know, when someone, whether it's your spouse or, you know, for a lot of people that are listening, maybe it's a roommate or a best friend or whatever, like who bring, or let's be honest, it's the holidays. So like family, like there's going to be people that just know how to push every single button, you know, in your life and you can feel it physically, right. When you start to feel that defensiveness or exposure. And I I love what you're saying of like, you almost have to recognize that and like, calm down and be like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to embrace humility in this moment rather than, you know, matching my emotions, I'm going to match humility. And I think that's such a helpful, I feel like for me, that's so helpful to think about, you know, going into conversations with people where I'm feeling that exposure. Yeah, totally. It's been interesting a lot to pray about going into these conversations that I've had to pray a lot more about who I want to be and not what I want to say, because think like, oh man, like what if they bring this up, which happens right with family too. You like go into your like family gathering. You're like, and if they say this, it's going to really bother me. And (laughs) not not helpful. Like, I think that makes me more stressed out if I'm like, okay, but if they bring this up, then like, how can I explain that? Or how can I like answer that in the most righteous way or, you know, whatever it is. And I, I have to pray a lot more about like who I want to be, like being able Mm. to be peaceful and calm in my walk with God to be a great listener who really like listens to understand people. And that's helped calm me in a different way 
for these conversations that even when I go in feeling like I slept for three hours last night and how in the world am I going to be able to be a good Christian <laughs> in this conversation? I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, actually, if I, if I've been really focused on who I want to be in front of God to like glorify him, he works all the difference out, right? Like Love his that. power there, which is so helpful. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think that that is so helpful to think about, not just, all right, as even as people are talking to you about things that you need to grow in or, or, you know, it, it can be so easy to think about our rebuttal to things, right? Yeah. To think about, oh yeah, well, I got my list ready. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, okay, maybe that's just me and my, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm too feisty, but, um, but I think that idea of going, no, 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 like, and honestly, honestly thinking about who do I want to be? Jesus, right? And what did he do? Like his response when people challenged him was grace and mercy and turning the other cheek, all things that are the opposite of what I feel. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, So I love something else that you said when you were talking about intention. And I do think that that's something that with me, when I'm feeling like the need to grow in something, or maybe God's pointing out something in my character or my circumstances, or people are telling me, Hey, I think you might need to grow in this. Um, I think that I can also get really caught up in, but that wasn't my intention. Like I was trying to do the right thing, or I was trying to be loving and, and I was, I meant it this way and they took it the wrong way or you know, well, if you only under, you know, I think what you said about intentions is just so true. How do you feel like you're combating that in your heart? Because I think that a lot of people, we get stuck there. Yes, totally. Okay. So this is going to sound funny, but I like love one-liners, like a good one-liner that I can grab. Like, Ooh, that's so good. That's probably why this, like, as my friend is sharing God's grace to grow, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm holding on to that. (laughs) During this quarantine time, we were watching this TV show and it's like, it was like a political TV show. And so someone is literally having this conversation with another person and they're like, well, that wasn't my intention. And then the other person was like, but that was your effect. Ooh. Oh my gosh. We literally paused the TV show. (laughs) I was like, I need to write this down. Like it was so (laughs) helpful because that's what we were living. We're like in this world. I'm like, our intentions. Like we were trying so hard to do Mm -hmm. what was right or to follow advice or, you know, to do what we had been taught. And, and I felt like, wow, we can so easily get caught up in like, but it wasn't my intention and miss Mm. that it still was our effect. Like we can still end up having a negative effect on somebody. And it's funny because when you have a good line like that in a TV show, you're like, Ooh, that's good. But it was so good that they used it again, a couple episodes later <laughs> in like a different form. And I was like, Ooh, the writers knew that was a good line. And <laughs> Tell them again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, use it again. But it's really stuck with me because I think it's helped me when I feel like it wasn't my intention to like recenter on the fact that I can still have a negative effect, even with good intentions. And that's what I have to focus on because yeah. I think, yeah, you know, people care if you were just maliciously intending something for them, but it doesn't necessarily help them heal or get resolved or feel like you really heard them or that you're really changing if you focus on your intentions. Mm, Yeah. Listen to what was the effect, even though I was trying to do what was right or what was good or, you know, Mm -hmm. make the right decision. 
what was my effect actually? And having the humility to deal with whatever that was, you know, like that, even if it wasn't what you hoped for or intended that the the effect still resonates with people and it's still what we be able to, to address and to talk about and to resolve. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Cause I think even something I I think a lot about is that I think, I think Christians, we got to get good at saying, I'm sorry. And I don't think that apologizing is something that all of us are very good at. Right. Like, True. And some people come from families where like apologies are rarely given, um, especially by people in authority, right? Like maybe the kids are meant to apologize, but never the parents or something. Um, And so I think even the idea of apologizing and just being like, I'm so sorry that I hurt you, or I'm so sorry that this, you know, did that to you. And you know, something I feel like early on in our marriage, Jesse and I had to talk about a lot was we would get stuck on, like one of us would do something to the other. And, you know, we would be like, oh, uh, you know, hey, that hurt my feelings when you said this or that. And we realized pretty quickly, the other person often would say, well, I'm so sorry if I hurt you. Right. And, and put that word if in there. And then we would start laughing and be like, it's not a question of if you did hurt me. <laughs> like, I already told you. That you I hurt said. Me. <laughs> and so we had to get good at going, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. Not, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry if that was disrespectful. Oh, I'm because so, that puts the blame on the other person. Like, well, you took it the wrong way. Yes. Rather right. than going, I'm so sorry that my effect on you was this. And obviously it's our, you know, whatever someone does to us or makes us feel it's our responsibility, how we respond, but we can apologize, right. For, for the ways that we make people feel or, but yeah. I love, I love this whole conversation. Cause I think, ugh, it is hard to own things when we feel yeah. like, but I didn't mean to like, that wasn't right. what I meant. So anyways, good stuff. Yeah. But any, I feel like you're the queen of practicals. So any like tips or tricks, even thinking about the holiday season, I don't know, you may feel like I already used all my one-liners in the last 15 (laughs) minutes, but if you have any practicals of things that you're going to do to help you with this, what would you, what would you tell people? You know, I think as we go into the holidays, it, it is an interesting time when we're like with family or with friends or honestly, even in this holiday, maybe not with family, which is extra scary and hard and feeling like, man, what, what am I going to do? And I think those are the times where Satan can get us the most. Like, I feel like, man, when, when I'm with my family, my simple nature comes out the most, I'm the least like on top of trying to be like Jesus, you know, and, and when you're hanging out with your friends or you're trying to just relax, it's like so easy for Satan to just slide in there. And that internal dialogue gets really scary for us mm-hmm. at different times. And I know that, um, you know, even in this COVID time, mental health has been a struggle for a lot of people. Yes. And then you add like winter to it and like the holidays that can be really hard to it. And I think really fighting to pay attention to what your internal dialogue is saying. Cause I think mm-hmm. in those times when I've either gotten defensive or defeated and I see that I need to grow in something it's so easy to get caught up in these like whole conversations in my head that I'm like, who am I having that with? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's myself. Sometimes I think I, Satan really probably is the other person talking here, but I can feel like 
that wasn't my fault or, you know, like it's on them or, you know, those kinds of things in my defensiveness, or I can get to this defeated place of like, wow, I don't deserve forgiveness. Or like, how could I ever have hurt somebody in that way, even trying not to hurt them. And, and that internal dialogue can get scary if you can't figure out a way Mm. to it and like really, you know, take captive every thought like the scriptures really talk about. And I think that's probably going to be pretty important heading into this next kind of quarantine time as things are shutting down, heading into holidays is just learning that piece of like, okay, I got to recognize what I'm thinking and Mm. then I got to take it captive and replace it with something else. And replacing it, you know, with just Netflix isn't always the most effective. (laughs) Like we typically need, you know, some level of of comfort and relaxation. I'm like, I'm all about watching a movie or a TV show kind of thing. But I think I found that having scriptures like this one, like my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. And even just one liners from the scriptures, because even before baby brain was like sickness brain. And so I'm like, sometimes all I got is one line from the scripture that I can remember, yeah. but that's quickly enough to get me on a better track and like be able to really focus on, okay, what does God want me to see? How can I be in his grace? How can I be okay with growing? How can I handle the internal dialogue that's going on in my head? And I think that's been um, something I've had to think a lot about in this time because we don't have our normal hustle and bustle of life to Uh kind of interject and, you know, like interrupt those thought processes. We're home a lot. And so I feel like that's going to be extra important for us in this time is really learning how to like take captive each thought and make it obedient to Christ, like give it a surrender like change your course of thought. That's so great. No, it's all about the inside out. We can't just expect to change our behavior and our responses without changing our thoughts. That's great. Great. Thank you so much, Christina. This has been awesome. I'm so so glad. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked today's episode, please liking, subscribing. I don't know. You don't have to, but you can share it with your old friends. And yeah, we will catch you back at the next episode. Have a great day, everyone.